Okay, hello DIY audio people. This is the seventh recording DIY recording equipment podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Today, I, Peterson Goodwin, am here with Daffod Roach, and we are talking about Expat Audio, his DIY brand, and their new preamp, uh, which is a very cool thing. It's bringing some new stuff to the ideas of a DIY preamp, um, which we'll talk about later. Um, that's called the Eden, and uh, welcome, David. Hi, thank you very much for having me. Okay, well, it's a pleasure. Um, so tell us a little bit about Expat Audio. I, I understand you're in Dallas, and I can tell from your name and your accent that you're not from Dallas. What's the story? Oh, wow. Um, okay, so uh, six years ago, I moved to the U.S. Uh, I was moved over to work for a, a major semiconductor manufacturer uh, as a marketing guy. And, uh, you know, the thing with marketing guys is they're great at talking about stuff, but they don't get many opportunities to really make stuff. And so uh, I sort of started dabbling with um, uh, in making some of the pro audio systems that I was doing the marketing for. Uh, so uh, a lot of the original digitally digitally controlled microphone preamplifier ICs that came onto the market, I was the marketing guy behind those. Uh, and so uh, when it came time to, you know, I, I was uh, on a lot of flights to a lot of places and that's a lot of good time to do some PCB design, that kind of thing. So I started dabbling with that. And around about the same time, I started uh, doing a lot of work on groupdiy.com, uh, one of the DIY audio forums, and started uh-huh, talking to another, Brit- another British expat, uh, Keith Andrews, who uh, many people may know him as SSL Tech. Uh, oh, yeah, he's based- of course. Yeah. Right. So he's based out of Florida, and uh, Orlando to be exact. And so he and I have collaborated, started collaborating on some GSSL modifications. That Those are the... Uh, compressors, uh, so, so some extra add-on boards to make them sound more faithful to the original. Right. There was the the super side chain, right? And then there's a, a VU meter driver. Is that is that correct? Exactly, exactly. So the boards that we do are the, um, the VU driver. So you can use a regular VU meter to not only monitor your you know, ins and outs, but also to monitor the gain. Uh, sorry, the you know the the compression that's going on this the signal. Sure, yeah, the reduction, yeah. Right, and I think you know our easily the most popular add-on we've done is the turbo, uh, which essentially made it into a true stereo, uh, true stereo compressor. So what's going on today with Expat uh, or the big news is the Eden preamp. Um, now, did you work on that with Keith too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been uh, instrumental in really um, uh, putting it through its paces, you know. Um, mm. So I do a lot of the kind of um, operational types of uh, work uh, within Expat Audio. I do a lot of the basic design, layout, and then, you know, the manufacturing and everything else. And he's really the, the ears behind the project. He's the one that's going to take take whatever I design or whatever he starts off with and I, you know, push over the finish line he'll take it and really start punishing it uh, uh you know he work, he works as a uh, uh as a, uh, the chief technician at a, a major recording school in orlando and so you know he's got access to over a hundred recording studios down there uh, and lots of people who are willing to put things through the paces so he's a, a real voice of experience and um you know he's seen stuff go wrong before he's seen how stuff breaks 
Right. right. You know, he's seen how Mike preempts if you sometimes, you know, um, you know, switch the phantom power too quickly or something. You might get some of that 48 volt go through to, um, you know, some parts of the system that, you know, would overdrive and destroy the channel, for instance. So, yeah, I imagine um, you get you get a bunch of students in 100 studios. You're going to have a few broken things. <laughs> Plug in a power amp into a, into a mic, mic input, classic, or something. absolutely yeah, exactly. classic, right? And you know, there, there are some yeah. there are some folks who who put in the adequate protection for that, and there are folks that don't. Um, so, uh, right. what, what, you know, one of the things you're going to see with expat audio products, especially the pre-made modules moving forward, is that there's a lot of thought into getting. Um, I don't want to say beginners, but you know, getting getting folks who've never really dabbled that much. With 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 the making your own kit side, um, making it a lot easier and a lot more foolproof. Well, that I think that's great, um, and let's talk about that. So, the Eden is not your usual DIY kit, um, as you hinted at earlier. It's not through hole, and what we mean by that is that there are essentially two kinds of electronic components. There are through hole, which uh, most of you listening are probably most familiar with where each component has these long leads that go through the board and then you solder them on the underside of the board. And then there's surface mount stuff or SMTs or SMDs. And that is really what industry uses these days. And it's it mounts right to the board. They're much smaller components. Um, and you have made an interesting choice for a DIY product in choosing to make the Eden a, a largely or is it completely surface mount uh, design? So the Eden is, um, is I would probably say ninety percent ninety percent surface mount. Uh, the the only thing that we 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 kept as a through hole really are the capacitors, uh, the large capacitors on there. So so things like the major decoupling capacitors, you know, ten microfarad, hundred microfarad, um, are typically both um, kind of expensive. Uh, once you go surface mount for that kind of capacitance, um, but also there's a, a more characteristics. You know, they're not just a, a straight capacitor. In fact, no capacitor is a straight capacitor. There's always parasitics which are involved. So right. we chose, you know, on some components where we see an advantage of going through hole, we stay through hole. Mm-hmm. So why um, why go surface mount? Everyone else in the DIY community does through hole. Um, what are the advantages that you see of, of doing surface mount? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> there's, there's two sides to this, okay? So from, um, from uh, the way we see the market going generally for semiconductors, and I know this from my day job really, is that um, through-hole devices, you know, in, in dip packages as we like to call them, um, really are kind of going away more mm. or less. Um, because what, what what we started seeing uh, is that um, you know folks who are actually manufacturing you know buying more than ten at a time buying more than a hundred once you're in any kind of production you don't use dips because they're expensive they require manual insertion that means you've got to pay someone to sit there and, and put these devices through the through the circuit board yeah dips are dual inline packages is that correct yes sorry I'm sorry yeah okay. yeah uh, dual inline packages through hole devices essentially. Okay. Um, w- once you start looking at uh, once you start looking at surface mount devices, surface mount devices uh, they can be machine inserted or you know, put into a machine, uh, and the machine will pick and place the parts uh, onto the appropriate places on the circuit board. And this really, really reduces 
um, your manufacturing time and cost. Now, from a, from a DIY point of view, that doesn't really matter that much because you know folks are investing their own time, and you know if it's yeah. a hobby, people don't really value their time that highly because they're getting enjoyment out of doing it. But what mm-hmm. it does mean is that a lot of the cool parts that we're going to see moving forward in the future will not be released in these through hole packages. And so, you know, uh, you know, things like, um, you know, microcontrollers, for instance, right? You know, the, the, uh, so some of your uh, listeners may know, like, the microchip pick or TI's MSP430 and things like that. Devices that we would use in a DIY product to control relays to switch the signal one way or another. Um, those are all starting to come in in uh in surface mount packages only oh yeah and forget about microcontrollers even you know try to find a, a good giga ohm resistor in through hole uh which oh you know yeah. many microphones might need uh those certainly aren't going to be made for very long so i want to get to the eden more and, ta- and talk more about this design but uh but i do want to i do want to spend a little more time on the surface mount thing because i think it is especially moving forward, going to be a, a hot topic um, in audio. And I think there's this perception in the audio world um, where there is a lot of, um, you know, non-linearity isn't a four-letter word in audio, right? A lot of times that's what we're looking <laughs> for. Um, and a, a lot of times people, you have people building, for example, if you're cloning a really old Neve, you might be looking for these really old resistors with terrible specs and that kind of thing. Um, Mm. Or new old stock transistors, old transformers, whatever. And so you have this kind of progression in electronics and and audio where, let's say, you went from vacuum tubes to transistors. And, of course, the the EEs, the engineers, are like, oh, this is amazing. We can fit a billion of them on a board where we could fit five tubes. And, and the electronics community is all gung-ho about it. And then you have these audio, perhaps, curmudgeons who are saying, well, wait a minute. I thought that this, we lost something in the, in the transition. And then you had the same thing going from discrete transistors to um, these integrated circuits where we're saying, oh, does an op-amp or does an integrated circuit sound as good as the old discrete? Uh, amplifiers and i and i kind of see that same kind of tension about going from through hole to surface mount you have a lot of people from the engineering side saying oh man all the best stuff is surface mount now you can really get for example <laughs> the bypass caps right up on the the power supply yeah. um or what whatever um and then you have some audio folks saying, oh, man, do you see the new Neve is all surface mount? It's, and it's kind of like, oh, what are we losing here? Of course, industry loves it because you, know, you can manufacture them really quickly, as you said. How much of that do you feel? Um, and I know that's a, a big question. How much of this do you feel is just um, perception, placebo, you know, cargo cult science? Mm-hmm. Or how much, how much of it do you feel... Um, there's, there actually could be something to that that might be lost in terms of mojo or nonlinearity or whatever. So uh, there's definitely something to be said for nonlinearity. Um, the ear does respond uh, to to some distortion in a positive manner. I mean, you only have to look at guitar amplifiers to see that. I think what p- people need to consider is where are the largest sources of this distortion. Is that distortion going to happen somewhere in the input transformer or the output transformer? Um, or is it going to happen in a resistor that's you know, buried deep in the design in somewhere that's non-critical? 
Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm not going to argue with people who say, well, Transformers sound phenomenal. I like, oh, I like the sound, uh, and, you know, because it does a particular thing to, to, to the audio. Great, fine, you know, use a transformer. I mean, Eden, for instance, you can use a, an input transformer on it without issue or even a, an output transformer. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if, if I was going to sit down and, and design an entire system today that was, you know, a, a Neve clone, for instance, um, I would have very little issue uh, selecting um, selecting surface mount devices, providing, uh, you know, it wasn't just done in a generic manner. Some thought was put into what kind of device am I using here? What kind of signals am I expecting to go through it? And how will the parasitics of the device impact the signal? And let, let me just clarify just a second, because that's a pretty new term to me too. Parasitics are the other qualities of a component that it's not what they're supposed to be doing. So a capacitor has some resistance and some inductance and, and vice versa for a resistor or an inductor. Exactly, exactly. You know, at, 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 um, what tends to happen is at different voltages or at different frequencies, the device no longer looks like a perfect you know, resistor. It's not just a resistor in the schematic anymore. You have to think of it um, as, as more than that. As, mm-hmm. as, you know, maybe, uh, you know, a capacitor is a great example, right? So uh, a capacitor may have um, uh, a resistor in series. That's typically known as the ESR, or the effective series resistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there could be an inductor in parallel, which uh, essentially would start blocking higher frequencies. It, it's not something uh, we as engineers sit down and calculate for every single device. Right. Um, but 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 it's just something always to bear in mind, and you know, you learn with experience, I guess, which which parts of the system you don't care about, and which parts of the system you know you really do. Well, it sounds like to just kind of extract something from what you're saying, and maybe tie up this this conversation um, <laughs> that, as with anything, especially uh, something that's an art form like circuit design, uh, it's not about the tools as much as the designer and. Um, if if you know surface mount parts and you can design well with them, that's what you should do. On the other hand, if you know through hole parts in your gut and how certain resistors are going to behave, um, what the parasitics are, then maybe that's your medium. Um, mm-hmm. There are certainly plenty of op amp, you know, integrated circuit um, based pieces of gear that we ha- we have all come to love. And yes, you exactly. find very few people arguing this day and age, oh, man, anything not discrete is trash. And you find an even smaller percent arguing, oh, anything that's got semiconductors instead of tubes is is garbage. And probably it won't be too long before there's a, it's a very small percentage that, that maintains that about through-hole versus surface mount. So let's, let's do get to the Eden. Because, <laughs> um, so... What what was the design philosophy? What was the design goal of this preamp? Is it, you know, is it colored? Is it clean? Uh, what's going on? Oh, you know, behind Eden, it was simplicity. And mm-hmm. with simplicity, okay. you get clarity and transparency. You know, I, I, this, the, 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 the wire with gain is a term that's overused in our industry. <laughs> yeah. But um, it, it really is overused. But I think it describes... You know, so, something where you're not trying to add color. You're not trying to add flavor. 
This isn't something where, you know, it's going to sound, it's going to be really good for heavy metal or it's going to be really good for, you know, a certain style. This mic preamp is supposed to be there just to capture exactly what's coming from the microphone. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then you can go to town with your plugins. Then you can go to town with your, you know, uh, uh, outboard, uh, you know, compressors, EQs, whatever you want to do to give you that flavor that you're looking for. It's not what you add. It's what you don't take away. Exactly. That's a really nice way of putting it. It's it, this this product really is about capturing exactly what was at the microphone, so that you can mess it up later in the way that you choose to. <laughs> Great. So, and how did uh, Expat Audio go about achieving that or ap- approaching that? Well, you know the 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 Eden uh, the Eden product itself is is based on uh, an IC that uh, Texas Instruments makes, uh, the INA one six three. Um, mm-hmm. And the INA one six three really is a, a mic preamp on a chip. It's 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 more or less ready to roll, providing you give it the right signals on the inputs. You know, make sure the the power supply is coming in a clean and good, um, and, uh, and and so on. Then uh, you know, the, the, it it does a microphone input with a single um, potentiometer or a step resistor switch outside to set the gain, and that's it. You're done. And then beyond wow. that, then, yeah, it gives you a unbalanced output. So, you know, we have to integrate some method of getting a balanced signal out because, you know, it's pro audio. You know, people mm-hmm. want balanced outputs. And of so course, Eden yeah. does that. Eden offers both, in fact. You know, uh, uh, if you want an unbalanced output, you just take it out of one pin. If you want it balanced, you take it out of a different set of two, you know, a, a, a pair of pins down the line. Okay, cool. So let's look, um, let's look at the preamp in kind of a... Uh kind of a block diagram way from the, the I suppose you could say from the left to the right if we're looking at a block diagram. Before you come to any kind of um, gain element, uh, for instance, like the INA163, you still have to do some front-end conditioning. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. So, for instance, you know, we talk about things like um, adding phantom power. We talk about things like uh, um, uh, phase switching, right? So, you know, for instance, if you're hooking up a snare drum, um, you may want one microphone to be out of phase with the other so they don't cancel out later. Sure. Uh, uh, pad, you know, for instance, if, again, if you're hooked up to a, a microphone right in front of the bass drum or something, you're going to want to pad the signal before you overload um, the microphone preamp and so on downstream. Okay, so all of these kind of housekeeping elements take place before the gain. Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so on the Eden design, we deliberately didn't add... Um, some of that front-end conditioning because we knew that some folks want big mechanical switches, some folks want relays and so on. So that's all kind of you know, left to the uh, person implementing it. Um, you know, what we did do, obviously, we put input protection on this. So uh, if, if someone does you know, decide it would be fun to bring in a power amplifier input, um, you know, you're not going to blow up the device. Um, so, you know, there's various protection like that, but the, the signal conditioning that you would see on the front panel of your uh, of your mic pre uh, is is up to you how you want to implement it. Uh, I'd okay. love it if your users bought the, the expert audio products, but uh, I'm not going to ram it down their necks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So we've done kind of our housekeeping and input conditioning. Um, yeah. Where with what's next? So once we've done the the, the the housekeeping, we come into the gain amplifier itself, and um, uh, there's two things that happen. There's a conversion from differential to single-ended, and that's unba- balanced to unbalanced. And then there's the gain section. Now, on a discrete mic preamp, you might have you know matched transistors or a, a transformer or something. 
That would uh-huh. that would take that balance signal, make it um, and make it unbalanced, and then add gain. Uh, in the Eden case, we use the INA one six three, and the INA one six three is laser trimmed. So it has uh, th- three amplifiers inside, a bunch of resistors around there, and you know to to ensure that you get the best matching, um, TI actually laser trims the resistors inside the device. Wow! And it, one of the real benefits that gives is that it um, things like uh, your common mode noise, right? Um, uh, which is you know any noise that could be coupled onto the signal. So if you have long microphone cables, for instance. Um, and you're worried about picking up, you know, uh, Radio South Africa or something, uh, then that kind of thing can be cancelled out by uh, by the mic preamp chip. Wow, that's that's really fascinating. We're single ended now. We're unbalanced, and right. now we're. I take it we're going to the gain stage. Right, and so uh, you know, in the gain stage, that could be um, you know implemented in a number of different ways. In um, in a discrete system, it would be you know an op amp and a and a resistor. And it's a similar thing with the uh, with the INA one six three integrated as an op amp, and then as part of the op amp uh, architecture, actually as part of all three, uh, the gain is controlled by a single resistor. Okay. Uh, and that's you know uh, uh, the way I've implemented the Edens in my system. I just use a a, a potentiometer, a pot. Um, but uh, you know some folks who want absolute matching between channels, for instance. Could use a, a switched, uh, you know, a multi-position switch, so okay. that you know they could they could get you know a beautiful stereo pair set up. Then that would track beautifully together. Um, okay, so the the one six three has done its work, and we've got the unbalanced out from the one six three. So for, uh, following the INA one six three, we have a, uh, a, a DRV one three five. Uh, what the DRV135 family does is essentially take a single-ended input and creates a differential pair. So you get a balanced output. And so, you know, uh, tra- transformers traditionally took care of, of this kind of issue um, because, just by the nature. Their nature. Um, however, you know, transformers tend to be big and expensive. Um, you know, you, for instance, you can buy an Eden board for the cost of some transformers and have the entire mic preamp. That kind of gets us to um, really what the the end result is of the fact that, that TI is really doing a lot of the heavy lifting here, and they're doing it a million times and, and hoping to sell at quantity, which is that <laughs> you, you can get this board for... Uh, how much are you selling them assembled? Yeah, so fully assembled and tested Edens uh, in one-offs are, I believe, about $70, give or take. Uh, if you buy them, uh, the the best deal is the four pack. We do a four pack of them uh, for two hundred forty nine dollars. Right. I mean that's that's amazing. And I'm not, you know, this podcast is not uh, a long infomercial. You know, there are other people that sell <laughs> similar boards, and they're all under one hundred dollars. And and these chips are maybe, you know, even if you're buying one, I think they're under five dollars each. Right. 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 Yeah. The the the, the key with Eden really, um, you know. Uh, the, the original there was an original article on something like this called the five dollar mic pre that flew uh-huh. around you know for for, for I do for recall that online. from, from Gear right. Sluts yeah yes exactly and but once you start digging into it it's actually much more than that right because all they're talking about is this is the INA one six three they're not talking about any other part of the system um, <laughs> right exactly the mic pre 
unfortunately has to exist in in the spatial world and has to be in a box and right it has to be in a box it has to be supported it has to have that front end circuitry we talked about it has to have the protection has to have the line driver afterwards um but but i I think the 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 the, the key with with eden and this this is this is something i've uh, you know i i firmly believe it's not just some kind of marketing bs the the key with eden really is that um it comes assembled it comes tested and so what that means is you 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 know the risk the risk involved uh, your your chance of getting a, a dead product the first time you apply power is really low you're going to get something out of this box if you just hook up the external resistor a microphone input and a, a you know a, 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 an XLR on the output yeah and we haven't even really covered this yet and that's what's that's what's cool and unique about this this preamp is that you're offering them assembled and you've tested them, but that's it. This is not a turnkey product, right? So this is this is a DIY project, um, but it's a DIY project with a bit of a, a you know an insurance plan, or at least uh, <laughs> a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, oh, I don't want to commit you to insuring your customers, but like it's a. <laughs> A lot of the heavy lifting has been done first by TI and then by Expat Audio, and now you know you get to do some of the fun stuff of choosing XLR jacks and whatever and hooking them exactly. up. Exactly, yeah, and you know, uh, designing your, your you know, I, I used to love designing the panels, you know, right. my front panel for my 19-inch rack, and uh, you know. It, it, that's the fun stuff debugging a board when it's broken and you know you don't have a a mentor nearby that you can call on and say hey have a look Mm -hmm. at this you know it's not working it's not passing signal um this this the the edens really are an an entry design for people who are you know i mean you know the folks who've who've just finished building guitar pedals and they're like you know what i wouldn't mind something a little bit more than this you know i've got all these pedals now i've got 15 different distortion variants uh (laughs) i want to try something new eden's a perfect gateway uh you know a a, a gateway into in the uh in the diy space you know you could build eden in a sunday afternoon i mean how 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 cool is that (laughs) right it is Um, it is and it's a tidy ending if i've ever heard one so um well Uh, David, thank you um, so much for taking the time to, to talk to me, and I wish you the best of luck with the Eden. I think it's a very cool design, very cool idea. Um, I would definitely like to try one out someday. So Sure, sure. I've got a new batch coming in soon. We can arrange that. Awesome. And we didn't even get to talk about your, uh, your home manufacturing, your pick-and-place machine that you're doing. So we will definitely have to have you back and talk about the, uh, the joys and tribulations of of manufacturing at home so <laughs> thank you very much for your time i appreciate the chance to uh to be on to be on the, sh- the podcast with you and uh i appreciate any feedback your listeners have